Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hi, mum. <gasps> Hello, pumpkin. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? All the better for seeing you, my darling. Isn't that from um, Red Riding Hood? Isn't that what the wolf says? Oh, God, yeah, I think so, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not scary. I'm not scary. So I might be savage. It's a bit of a weird intro there, savage. Yeah, sorry. Um, We'll go with it. We'll go with it. What are we talking about today? Let's dive right in. Reactions, aren't we? Really, really important. How do we react to certain situations that are going on in our lives? Um, We, even though we might not know it, consciously we can actually choose our reaction and sometimes when we're in the middle of it we feel that that's not the case and then the unfortunate thing about that is we then go with all the negative emotion that comes alongside that which however justified you feel at the time it doesn't help you and it doesn't help the situation and you disempower yourself and you're building momentum actually on a situation that you don't want by focusing on it with a negative response or reaction. So it's hard for humans to kind of be okay with what's going on around them, or at least not respond or react from the human ego mind. But it's really something that's worth highlighting. And that's what we're talking about today. And do you think you're a reactionary, is that the correct term, reactionary, like quick to react person? Would you say? I think I think it depends on the momentum of the situation. I mean, you've lived with me, and <laughs> and, and um, that tickles and, me. <laughs> uh, and so I, give, I think I'll I, give my view after you go. Okay. Well, I was going to say I think you'd agree that I'm pretty patient, and it it kind of takes a lot to get me reacting and responding I think you'll agree with that because you're nodding right now Um, but I also believe that it's momentum if you're standing in a situation that's either fearful truly worrying full of anxiety all of that kind of big momentum going on can you hold yourself apart from a worrying reaction probably not but it would be really good if we could start to be consciously aware of that initial response and start to shift it Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you are a patient person. I think that um, what was interesting living with you and then separately living with my dad um, was you... Careful what you say about me now. Pardon? (laughs) Careful what you say about me now. Yeah. (laughs) We're on Zoom, so I can say whatever I want. Anybody that's listening to this, I never have a clue what Holly's going to say. So I put myself out there and just hope and pray. So at intend, actually. So let's just go for it. Yeah, go on. Um, no, I would say the difference between you and dad um, is you were very, very patient. But then when you reached your limit, you reached your limit. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's interesting what you say about momentum um, is I think the momentum very much built. Do you know what I mean? So it took a lot of momentum for you to kind of lose your cool or lose your patience. Um, but then once you did, there was so much momentum behind it that it was, you know, you weren't happy, so to speak. Um, And uh, whereas dad, it was uh, much more like quick reactions. You know, he would react to smaller things, um, a lot less patience. It took less to get him worked up. And it's really interesting because obviously I am you and him. I am your child. And And you. 
And you are yeah, you. And myself, yeah. Um, we'll call this all getting a bit meta. <laughs> Let's just chill out. Um, <laughs> but I would say that I it, it depends with me. I think there's some settings where I'm really good at not reacting and I can really keep my cool, like the professional setting, for example. I'm really good at kind of staying calm, holding my tongue and picking my battles and that kind of thing. But then there are certain things, like at the moment, you know, let's use a real life example. Uh, Ellie and I have a 10 month old puppy. I love him to bits. I couldn't imagine life without him, but we are also really struggling with both working and looking after him in the sense of his behavior and training him and him being a cockapoo. So he's very high energy. He's very, uh, what's the word? He wants companionship and attention all the time. And I react. So, you know, if something sets him off and he's barking and I can't get him to stop like that, you know, it causes a reaction in me and it's more like a, it, it doesn't even matter what I say. It's the feeling that I have. I think that's the key thing. It's like the anxiety spikes you kind of feel um, frustrated. And I think actually that's, as I've got older, it's less reactions are less what I do after. It's actually how the thing makes me feel. That's become more important. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I really want to highlight that today about how it makes us feel, but I just want to say one thing in relation to what you just said. And it, I'm saying it because for you and anybody else, it will give you a sense of empowerment if you really follow through on this. It doesn't, Ralph doesn't cause you or his behavior doesn't cause you to react or to feel anything. You allow it. Really important that. And we don't like that. <laughs> we, 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 so you would say empowerment. I would say that's annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. You don't want to hear that, you know. It's like, mum, shut up. Um, you know, no, he causes it, but he doesn't. And this is the important thing about responding and reactions. You know, we can choose our response and we can choose our reaction. Um, but going, just, just going back to that space of momentum a minute is, of course, you're quicker to respond now because there's been more than one example of it. So do you know what I mean? So you can, um, you're ready now, you're ready to respond. You know, you're quick to, to respond. Um, and that's what I mean in relation to momentum mm-hmm. um, in certain circumstances. And don't get me but, wrong, I do agree with you. Like fundamentally what, fundamentally what you're saying, I do agree with. I know it's in my control and I don't blame Ralph at all. He's a baby, you know, essentially. And it is about how, you know, we allow ourselves to feel. Having said that, I would love to be the type of person, I'd love to have honed those skills where I do feel in total control of my reactions. I am just not there yet. I think it takes a lot of work a lot of reflection, a lot of self-awareness. And I think when you're in the natural cycle and rush of life, it is difficult to sometimes step back, stop the momentum and stop the reaction, you know, that's coming and actually think about it deeply. I think when you are just getting on with life, you know, any mums out there, I'm only doing dog mum life, you're doing human baby mum life, you know, you just there are times I'm sure where you snap or you know you lash out or whatever it is because momentum has been built and because you're frustrated 
And I just, I totally get that. And I really empathize with people. And it's something that I definitely struggle with. But what I just find so interesting is that in a work setting, I can totally control that. If I'm in a meeting and someone says something I don't like or I don't agree with or whatever, um, equivalent to Ralph barking, for example, yeah, completely control my reaction. But it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's like in certain environments or certain situations, I feel like I have less less control over at least how it makes me feel. You know, I do have control in the sense of I'm not, you know, God overreacting or anything. I don't, you know, go and lose it. But inside me, I do feel, God, I'm stressed when you do X, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, it, it go back to uh, what you said that I said I'd reply to when you said it's it's how the reaction makes you feel mm. that you don't like. And, you know, this this podcast series is all about living a hell yes, you know, and I think anybody would agree, and I think you'd agree, Hull, that when we respond in a way that doesn't feel good and you know that this is my absolute um, yardstick for me is my response is so important to me purely and simply because of the way it makes me feel not in relation to what it means for anybody else within that within that environment or whatever whatever it's about if I come with a negative or uh, real resistant response I know, I know I'm not going to feel good at all. Totally. Then for me, that compounds the whole situation. Oh, 100%. Right? I'm then, if I say, for example, Ralph's barking nonstop, and I'm sure all dog owners will relate to this, and, you know, you react, you say, like, you know, Ralph, be quiet or whatever, or huff and puff. The the minute you do that, you're frustrated at yourself for reacting. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. A, it's probably not going to help the actual situation. It's not going to get him to stop barking um, uh, if he's already built momentum on whatever he's seen outside or whatever's going on. And also, it just doesn't make you feel good. I know that I'm not, you know, being my higher self or my true self when I am reacting instantly because I mm -hmm. haven't had time to think it through. And I then feel guilty about my reaction. So it's not so much the way the reaction makes me feel. It's the act and then it's the emotions of my reaction. Yeah. The emotions of the reaction. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. It is the emotions of the reaction. And anybody out there who is who can relate to human relations, anything that's going on with anybody around you or whatever, and, you know, you just want to, you know, tell them to do one or whatever it is, <laughs> um, it's not... And, and then you go with that, you know, you go with that response and you go with that reaction and, and, you know, you feel justified for a second, you feel justified. Afterwards, once that self-righteousness and the justification has kind of eased off, you're left feeling pr pretty rubbish, actually. Um, you're not coming from love. You're not coming from that place within you that that is your higher self. You, you're just not. Now, people could be saying right here, right now, if they're listening to this, Dear God, Sandra, you know, we're not angels and no, we're not. And if we were, we wouldn't be right here, right now on this planet. So no, we're not angels. But the point is, it's about you living a life that feels good to you. And you cannot live a life that feels good if you feel pretty rubbish. So what can I do then, mum? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me so the... Mom, help me. Yeah. So, my okay. So, first of all, would you not agree that what there is, and this is what I'm saying about anybody listening to this, including obviously speaking to you, Holt, is 
you, you said what it takes, you know, to react in a different way or whatever. I'll tell you what it does take. It takes a willingness to want to do it. And look at your face. And a lot of people <laughs> don't aren't willing. It's I'd rather be right than be happy. No, no I I I'd just, rather be right. Sorry to interrupt you. I just uh, on Zoom, it's difficult because we we accidentally yeah. interrupt each other. It's harder than when we're in person. Um, but sorry to interrupt you. But I do. I am totally willing. But I will go back to my point before. I think a lot of people are willing to take the time to react in a better way and have you know total control over their reactions. But I go back to my earlier point that you are in you're living a, a life you know, you're busy, things are going on. And I don't think people will necessarily, they may have the willingness, but, and I know we're going to say, you're going to say that this is a cop out, but they may not actually have the time or the energy. They might be absolutely knackered or a whole range of things to be able to work on this as a skill. I get that. And I really do understand that, but I think there is nothing more, uh, well, I can't say nothing more important than this because obviously there's hugely important things out there, but this is this is a major one because living a hell yes is living in a state of allowing. When we're, remember, we respond, think about your daily, your day. Anybody, think about your day right now. There is going to be countless things that you respond to, that you react to. And there's, and even though, even with those ones that you can respond to right now, or the, sorry, that you're recognizing right now, there is going to be countless more unconscious ones that you can't even think of or remember right now. Okay. The constant throughout the day, we as humans are either responding or reacting. Okay, just even crossing the road. Of course, you're responding to what cars are around us. We're doing it without even knowing that we're doing it. Okay, but when it comes, um, so when it comes to the big stuff, and your reaction either feels good to you or it doesn't, that's really big in you creating the life you want to live. Because if you're in a state of not feeling good, you're going to get more of that coming right at you, and. It's not even just getting more of that coming at you and manifesting stuff you don't want. It's also about the fact that in that specific moment, you want to feel as good as you can feel. The joy of the journey, man, you're here for such a split second on this planet. And I get it that we're busy, busy. And I really, really get that we're busy, busy. Make this a priority as well. And I know that people might want to throw their phones if they're listening on the same Sandra you have no clue how busy I am I get it but nothing nothing ever is more important than feeling good and it is without doubt our own responses to stuff that sabotages that feeling good without doubt and we look at a situation we don't like it we respond to it and we respond to it in a negative way. We've got to learn to maybe step back, like you're saying, well, what, what can I do? Step back from it. I, I've, I've actually just recently started taking genuinely really deep breaths, four or five really deep breaths, just to calm the brain down because the brain will, the ego brain will run with those thoughts um, of negativity, of um that person can't do that that person this 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 he's done she's done that to me all of this kind of stuff that the ego will run with that because it loves that well if you can calm the brain down by taking four or five deep breaths it will slow the momentum down on it 
Also, though, really important, see if you can actually get this concept, okay, because I'm not sure that you're going to like it, but let's see if you will. I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, okay, and you know those moments that we get, that we respond to, that we don't like, okay? What he says is, ready for this? We must live each moment as if we had chosen it because we did. So whatever is going on that we think is being thrown at us, we would feel way more empowered and less reactive if we truly could take that concept on of we must live each moment as if we had chosen it. Now, remember, nothing comes into our energetic space unless we have manifested it. We are a co-creator of our own lives. Don't let's forget that. So if we can actually go with that concept of we've chosen it, it then, well, it helps me to feel, okay, so if I've chosen it, I can also choose how I respond to it. This isn't something that's being done to me, which is what causes people to react. They think it's being done to them. Holly, why have you gone all silent on me? <laughs> I was just letting you uh, letting you roll roll with it. Uh, no, I, I do understand that. I do think that's sometimes difficult for people to digest. Um, I think there's an element of empowerment in it. But I think also if you're in a bad place, it can be quite a frustrating thing to hear. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, get that. I think for me as well, what's quite important on this journey of like trying to live a hell yes and be a better person um, is kind of taking the wins when you can get them. So, for example, something that's linked to reacting to stuff is I used to be the type of person, I still have my days, don't get me wrong, where <laughs> if something went wrong and I reacted negatively to it, that would affect my whole day. Or that would affect the whole experience of what I was doing. Um, and, you know, I would feel totally powerless to change how I felt about that thing. And to people that are really, you know, kind of well-developed and on top of their it's like self-development journey, that would sound silly because it's like, well, of course you can control how you feel. But for me, that was a really difficult thing. You know, if something, um, you know, I had a bad, bad experience or someone was upset with me or I was upset with someone that would just ruin the whole day, whole week, whatever. Um, and now I am much quicker to turn it around. So I mm-hmm. feel like I'm at like stage two. You're mm-hmm. probably at stage three, but I'm at stage two where I still have the negative reactions, but I can quickly turn them back into feeling good. You mm-hmm. know, I'll be annoyed for a few minutes or a minute or whatever. And then I'll be like, nope, cool. You know, it's like, for example, if Ellie and I will have an argument or whatever, um, old Holly would drag that out because I wanted to be right. And there was a lot of pride and ego and all of that. Whereas now if you have an argument, regardless of what what's happened, it's like, let's just get over it. I'm sorry. You're sorry. Cool. Move on. And it's just a much quicker turnaround. I think the next step for me is probably getting to where you're getting at in the sense of, you know, not reacting in the first place would be great because then you don't have those negative emotions. You don't feel like you're not in touch with who you really are and you don't feel, you know, crap at the end of the day, basically. Um, but I think I am still having those, but I'm able to turn it around quicker. So I think for anyone listening that, you know, I think your 
really good at this stuff, <laughs> um, which is good because of your job, you know what I mean? And because of your role and all of that kind of stuff. But I think for, for people listening, my step one has really, really helped me. Um, if you are the type of person that holds on to those emotions for a long period of time, it just literally takes practice of stopping that momentum and you'll feel so much better for it when, when you start doing it. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And I just want to um, say for anybody that's listening, I am not perfect. And um, I'm really not, I'm not up for a sainthood. So um, don't, um, seriously, we all have, um, sorry, what was that? Not yet. <laughs> no, oh God, give, you, no. give you a few we, more years. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we all have our moments, dear God, we all have our moments. But no, I would absolutely say that um, step one, actually, because you're, you're beyond step one, step one, actually, and this is the, the most crucial thing, is your awareness of how you're reacting. Agreed. Okay, let's, what, what I would love people to do coming off of this podcast, off, off of this episode, is awareness. If, if you can just get awareness of, oh man, yeah, I've responded like that, or my immediate reaction was that, or blah, blah, and it, God, it didn't feel good. That's cool. That's cool. Because that's awareness. Because as I said, we, we react unconsciously throughout the day. And we don't know even that we're doing it. So if we can know that we're doing it, and that we don't feel good, or we do, you know, we've responded in a really good way. And we feel really good with that milk it, milk that, you know, I mean, build that just love that, and pat on the back and all that kind of stuff, seriously. Um, but on those ones where you've kind of gone into auto mode and you've just responded because that's how you've always responded. Because remember, those neural pathways get set up pretty strongly to support you to go that same route again. Um, when you know that you're aware of that, oh, again, give yourself a pat on the back because even if you've responded in the same way, you're now aware of it. And awareness is step one. Doing something about it is or choosing actually to do something about it is step two doing something about it is step three so an awareness is key that's really what I really would love people to to go away with and then choose hopefully to want to be happy instead of being right want to be happy instead of being justified so yeah awareness is everything awareness of how you respond awareness of how you feel all of that awareness of what you say everything awareness is key and I'd love us all to find the time going back to your point about the time Mm -hmm. I'd love us all to find the time to become more conscious than living unconsciously Um, that that would support us so much in not only feeling good, not only manifesting, therefore, more of what feels good. But by doing that, we do live a hell yes. That's what we do do. So that's it for me. Yeah, totally. No, I think everything, I think a lot of our episodes go back to being aware and being conscious. And I think, um, you know being conscious of how we're feeling and how we're reacting and it's it's all really important and crucial for having the life that you truly want because you can't know what you want if you don't know how you feel and if you're not aware of yourself and if you're not reflecting on your life and and hopefully that's what you know these episodes serve as reminders to do that um exactly and there's just one one a quote that's just come to mind um which i think now 
you know, people kind of hear this quote and, and it feels a bit glib or a bit twee, but, but it's so important, you know, when Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So what I mean by that is you manifest your own world. You know, you manifest it by the thoughts you think and by the emotional vibration you put out there. Yeah. So if you want to change your world, okay, change your inner world, change your world. And if you want to change your world, you have to change what you're thinking, what you're feeling, how you're responding to be, you have to be the change you want to be bringing in. Yeah. So you can only do that by being conscious. Yeah, totally. Practice what you preach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Margie, I think we can wrap it up there. I really hope anyone that's listening found that episode um, useful and that discussion useful and has hopefully sparked Um, some thinking in you Um, as always thank you so much for spending time with us every week and for listening and tuning in Um, one thing that you could do if you you know are enjoying the podcast and enjoyed the episodes we've done so far is leave us a review on apple Podcasts because one we absolutely love reading your feedback and two it really helps us spread the word of the podcast further and reach more people which is the whole point of us um, doing this so that would be absolutely fab As always, links are in the description, in the show notes about where else you can find us. Mum has an Instagram. She also has a private Facebook group. We have an Instagram for the podcast. And I also have a newsletter, which you can subscribe to. So lots of places to find us if you fancy it. Which, by the way, somebody was telling me today how how much they love your newsletter. Oh, so um yeah so they absolutely loved it found it very inspirational very easy to read and a perfect thing to have come into their inbox oh that's so lovely honestly sometimes people email me with responses to the newsletter Mm. and every time I get an email from it I'm just like I invited. yeah exactly just buzzing so um thank you for that Margie bless that person um Amazing. So we wish you a wonderful week living a hell. A hell, yes. Thank you. Bye-bye.